welcome to the Movies Past and Present Podcast. It's December 11th, 2020, and this is episode 59. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's do this thing. Coming theaters this weekend is a, a cool entry in the Turner Classic Movies Big Screen Classics series. They are going to be showing on the big screen uh, the film Fiddler on the Roof. Now, Fiddler on the Roof is a 1971 uh, film. It's an adaptation of the uh, Broadway musical of the same name. So you're probably familiar with... with uh, much of the music, as well as you've probably have uh, have have even you know seen this film at some point, but uh, I think it's a terrific is it's a terrific adaptation of this you know beautiful and memorable uh, play stage play. Uh, the film is directed by Norman Jewison, and uh, in the lead role in the in the in the film is Topol, and. Uh, you know, Topol plays Tevya, who's the father of five daughters, and um, and the film documents his, uh, his struggle uh, to attempt to maintain his Jewish, um, religious and cultural uh, tradition. <laughs> uh, speaking of songs from the movie, uh, or you know, from the show, uh, as outside influences are really starting to to affect affect the life of, of him and his his family uh I, I got to see this on the big screen uh a few years ago at the turner classic movies classic film festival and 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 was really smitten by by it because again i had only seen it on tv so so uh fiddler on the roof is going to be playing three three uh, days it's playing on sunday december 13th Monday, December fourteenth, and Wednesday, December sixteenth, and uh, check your check your local listings. I'll have a I'll have a link uh, in the podcast notes on my blog, but it's at fathomevents.com slash tcm. So uh, again, if you if you're so inclined, that would probably be a cool one to catch on on the big screen. And these you know these um. Uh, Fathom events things, particularly with COVID nineteen, the ones that I've been to, I'd say that there are ten people or fewer in the theater, at least in in our you know our market here. So uh, I felt pretty safe as well. Not to mention, you know, again, the, the theaters I think are doing a very good job to try to keep them clean and keep people socially distanced. And again, I just appreciate all they're doing for that. Um, one of the things just that you might want to add to your calendar, and it's the last entry in the tw- in the 2020 TCM Big Screen Classics uh, films is is a uh, Babe. It's it's the 25th anniversary of of Babe. You know, Babe Babe came out in 1995. Um, it's it's the uh, comedy drama about the uh, pig who wants to be a sheepdog, and. And uh, this was, I thought, just such an incredibly charming movie. 
it's directed by Chris Noonan. It's um, and adapted from from a novel called The Sheep Pig, um, but uh, it it's done with um, a lot of cool visual effects because uh, you know the animals the animals talk. Uh, they uh, as, and the effects were done by a combination of of CGI as well as some cool puppetry that that uh, the Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Uh, collaborated with with uh, with the filmmakers on this one. So, so uh, Babe, and again, nineteen ninety five doesn't necessarily seem that. I mean, it's a while ago, but it's still. I think I would consider this a classic film, and and uh, definitely worth checking out on the big screen if you if you're so inclined. It's only playing on one day. It's playing on Sunday, December twentieth, and again, you can go to fathomevents.com slash tcm. I'll have a link to it on the uh, on the on the blog, and uh, hopefully you know you can check out check out some classic cinema on the big screen. Um, as a side note, TCM, I've 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 heard from a, from a pretty reputable source that they are most likely going to uh, continue the big screen classic series in 2021, and to look for an announcement soon. So as soon as that gets announced, I'll I'll. Uh, uh, Definitely want to talk about that on the podcast too. So, so cool stuff from from uh, TCM Big Screen Classics. Yesterday, December 10th, the Walt Disney Company put on a very interesting event for their shareholders, but I think, you know, a lot of movie fans or just fans of, of, of the content that's created from the Walt Disney Company um, were, were, were paying attention to this. Uh, they called it uh, a Disney Investor Day, and they had presentations from all of their uh, studio leads uh, that that talked about content that, that they're creating for the Disney plus service. And also though, they, there was some cool motion picture news that got thrown in that I thought uh, might just be worthy of, 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 of dressing and letting you know. So uh, first up in their, in their film presentation was Lucasfilm. So Kathleen Kennedy, who's the head of, of the Lucasfilm division there at Disney, um, announced that the the next Star Wars movie is is a film called Rogue Squadron. It's going to be directed by Patty Jenkins, uh, and it's that's really all we know. But it looks like it's going to be. Uh, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be pretty cool. And plus, Patty Jenkins is you know she she's just coming off of of directing a. Wonder Woman 1984. She also directed that original Wonder Woman film a couple years ago. So, uh, anyway, it it's exciting to at least to know that that in December of 2023 we've got a Star Wars movie to look forward to. Most of the Star Wars content that's going to be created over the next while is our our series that are going on Disney Plus. If if uh, 
if you're a Star Wars fan and you're not watching The Mandalorian, you probably should because it's pretty. It's really fun. It's 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 a blast. And then they've just got all sorts of, of, of very interesting projects um, coming up with Star Wars over the next little while. So um, anyway, definitely worth worth uh, checking out as far as is as far as Lucasfilm content on Disney Plus. But I'm really excited about. Uh, just to know that we've got a Star Wars film on the horizon, even if it's a few years away. Um, they, uh, they've they got a lot of films that they are creating specifically for Disney+. And, um, you know, again, I, I think one of the, one of the cool things about Disney+, Plus is that it's, 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 it's an outlet for kind of the mid-range or mid-budget, uh, Disney film, you know, family friendly film. And so it'll be interesting just to see how some of these pan out over time. And, and again, I'll try to, um, review them if, if, uh, if, uh, they look interesting or they're of merit. Uh, one thing to note about, about the theatrical slate for, for, um, Disney too, is that they are, uh, just trying to, I think, to be nimble in this very unpredictable environment right now. Uh, so they, uh, what they're going to do for their next big film release, which is an animated film from Walt Disney Animation Studios called Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, that was supposed to come out uh this past Thanksgiving, you know, last month, and it got bumped up to to March of 2021. And what Disney announced yesterday is that they're going to uh, put it, still release it in theaters, but they're also going to put it on Disney Plus with that premiere access uh, thing, like they did with with their live action remake of Mulan. Uh, that they did this year that they uh, and they didn't announce the price but you pay extra and you can watch it on Disney plus or you know you can pay and see it in the theater if a theater is open in your market so I think that that's actually a pretty good solution uh, and uh, for this film and we'll we'll just see how we'll just see how it goes um, speaking of Disney animation they also formally announced, that they've got their next animated film after Ryan and the Last Dragon, which is scheduled to open in November of 2021, is a musical called Encanto. And it's a musical that they've worked on with, with uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. So uh, I'm excited about that. It's a fantasy film that takes place in uh, Colombia. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll just see how... How it goes as we as we learn more. They just showed just kind of a, a little little teaser clip of it, but we didn't get to see any of the characters or anything. But it it sounds like it's a movie. It's a a movie about a family, and uh, and I think the family's got some magic going on, and the house they live in is also supposedly a magical uh, place too. So fun fantasy family film to look forward to from from. Uh, from Walt Disney Animation Studios, um, Pixar then presented and and 
and they've got stuff that they're putting on on Disney Plus as well. But they what was what was of course interesting to me is is just their 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 films too. So of course we got their their next animated feature, which is Soul, uh, which is coming to Disney Plus, and it's also they're not charging extra for it. But then also they're not opening up; they're not trying to open it up in theaters either. So Soul opens up on Soul will be on Disney Plus on Christmas Day as I previously discussed. Then um, they've got uh, a film called Luca, which is uh, coming out in summer of 2021. And again, they're planning to open it up in theaters, but I think they'll just have to, they're going to see what they want to do with, um, you know, with uh, if they're going to put it also on Disney Plus at the same time, we'll see. They just they I think the plan again is just open up theaters, and then they also formally announced there are two films that are coming out in 2022. Um, one is called Turning Red, and it's directed by the same director who did um, uh, the short film Bow. I don't know if you, if you saw that from Pixar about the um, about the woman who makes dumplings. Anyway, it's the mother who makes dumplings. It's a good one if you haven't seen it. But Turning Red looks adorable. It's 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 a comedy about a teenage girl who, when she gets overly excited, she turns into a giant red panda. And you know, again, high concept film from Pixar, but it it. it it, it looked like it, it, it was going to be a lot of fun. So that's in 2022. Also in 2022 is is a, a, an origin film that they're, they're calling Lightyear. But it's about Buzz Lightyear. But their their take on it is that uh, Buzz Lightyear was actually a human, like a real astronaut. And, and the toy or, you know, the action figure was based on the real life story of, of this Buzz Lightyear person. So, so it's going to be a story about, you know, the human Buzz Lightyear and for whom, you know, whom the toy is based on the, this human Buzz Lightyear is going to be voiced by Chris Evans. And, uh, I know those people were wondering why come why is it not Tim Allen? Well, you know, Tim Allen was the toy version of this real you know, quote unquote, real character. Uh, so anyway, that's where that's coming from. The the one I think one thing that's interesting about this, it's you know, I, it's a backstory film, and I'm often not that excited about these made up kind of made up backstory things. But uh, it's in the hands of Pixar, and and it looks like it's be cool. So that's also in 2022. So how exciting that we got some cool, uh, you know, Pixar news. Then just just when you think you know it can get any uh, there can be any more content, and then the Marvel Studios people show up. It's she was Kevin Feige, who's who's the head of Marvel Studios, and and uh, you know uh, one of my good friends and I we, we you know we always we say and Kevin Feige uh, we trust just you know jokingly just just again though about his his track record and. You wonder, like, why are they making this movie? But then you're like, well, Kevin Feige's running this, and, and he knows what he's doing. So they've got a good team there at Marvel Studios. So 
Marvel Studios, same thing. They've got, as with Lucasfilm, a whole bunch of content that they're putting out on Disney Plus. So, and and all of this, all of the things, all of the series that they're creating at Disney Plus are are for Disney Plus are going to be interrelated with with the movies within their quote unquote Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, again, if you're a, if you're if you like these Marvel movies, you might want to consider checking out Disney Plus because because there's going to be a lot of content over the next two to three years. Uh, on the film side, which is really, you know, more to the point, uh, Black Widow, which, which, which was supposed to open up this past summer is still, is, is still scheduled to open up in, uh, on May 7th, 2021. And they're planning to open it up in theaters. So again, I think being flexible that they might have to do, they might put it on Disney plus as well, but they did not make, they did not make that announcement. And Let's hope that, that 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 still is 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 going to work. Uh, they also mentioned so that they're they're filming you know the next Thor movie, and um, called Thor: Love and Thunder. Christian Bale is going to play the bad the bad dude in 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 this next Thor movie. Uh, they still have got a, a a another Blade movie that's under development. Uh, for uh, you know, under the Marvel Studios umbrella, we'll see if that's going to be family friendly <laughs> or not. I would think that it would be, as these others are. But you know, there were some Blade movies done years ago starring Wesley Snipes that were definitely R-rated. Then they gave some more information about uh, their next uh, film in the Ant Man and the Wasp series. Uh, it's it's a uh, they're calling it Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, but uh, Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly are back as Ant-Man and the Wasp, and same with M Michael Douglas and, and and Michelle Pfeiffer are back too. So uh, I was pretty stoked. I was pretty stoked for that. They also Kevin Feige talked about the Black Panther sequel, and he paid a very nice tribute to uh, Chadwick Boseman, you know, who sadly died this year. Um, who who played Black Panther, you know, in the original film, uh, and they're not going to recast the uh, the his role, and so it'll be interesting to see what what kind of direction they take they take the film, uh, and he said that's that's still on target. And then the other the other big announcement that he just dropped at the very end is that there's there's a a, a film version within you know again the Marvel Studios group. Of the Fantastic Four. Now, I don't pretend to be a, a real comic book pro, but I do know that that there has not been a good film version of the Fantastic Four, which I know is really considered to be like the first family of of Marvel comics. So I think that 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 news was probably met with a lot of happiness uh, from people. Uh, no details were given. Nothing about no cast, no director, no time. You know. No, no timeline, but but still, uh, happy news that 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 the Fantastic Four that the, there might be a good Fantastic Four film uh, in our future.
last week I talked about classic Christmas movies. This week I just want to talk a little bit about modern, like modern Christmas movies. I I may I'm actually able to pick, you know, as I as I did in last week's episode of the podcast, my five favorite classic Christmas movies. I got to tell you, I have a much harder time picking a favorite quote unquote modern Christmas movie. Uh, and I was trying to find movies that were, you know, maybe kind of like 1990 or later. Later, um, so I think what what I what I've got are, are 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 five movies, five modern Christmas movies that I like. I don't just necessarily love them. Uh, they're a little, you know, the picks might be or maybe a little unusual. But I gotta tell you, I just don't love these modern Christmas movies because I just feel like they're often too focused on on dysfunctional families or dysfunctional people, um, or they're too saccharine for me, uh, just for, for my taste. Or I'm just wishing that there might just be something that that maybe is a little meatier and has a little higher quality. Again, not that it has to be Shakespeare, but. Uh, again, I just, I just don't, I really just don't love many really modern Christmas movies. Um, what I really love, and I truly do, and they're, but they're they're not films. But I love the uh, there are two TV specials that I watch every year faithfully. Those are for over every Christmas season, one is a Charlie Brown Christmas from 1965. And then the other one is How the Grinch Took Christmas that was made in 1966. So, again, both, you know, kind of 30-minute TV specials and not movies. But those are the, those are the two that I personally really love. And, and uh, you know, that Charlie Brown Christmas, childhood favorite. It, it uh, just purely, purely sentimental. But, you know... It's actually it's actually got a religious message in it, and and uh, I think at the time it was either controversial or or people just were just just thought oh, how how they're going to get away with this, you know. But it, it, it's I think you know it's become a perennial favorite. Uh, it's it's now playing exclusively on Apple TV, but. Uh, so you've got to have an Apple TV Plus, excuse me, Apple TV Plus. So you've got to have an Apple TV Plus membership. However, uh, PBS is going to show it, if I'm not mistaken, this weekend. So you might want to check your local listings on that. But but uh, uh, I, lo- I, I love, love, love A Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas is terrific, too. It's, you know, directed by Chuck Jones the great director um, of so many Looney Tunes and, 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 you know, other animated, other animated features um, narrated by Boris Karloff. I mean, come on. It's just, it's so great. <laughs> um, it, uh, I, I don't, I don't like any of the, of the film. I mean, here I am just being Mr. Negative, but I don't care for any of these film feature length adaptations of the Grinch. I think, that quote unquote live action one was just dreck. But uh and I and I didn't see the 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 film from Illumination, the animated one. I just couldn't do it. Um you know, I was talking about the backstory earlier about uh that new Buzz Lightyear movie this that, that Pixar's working on. 
I just get so frustrated with with uh, with backstory and all. You know, they're trying to make the Grinch all sympathetic. I'm like, no, he's the Grinch. <laughs> you know, just let it be. Um, but still, I digress. The 1966 How the Grinch Stole Christmas TV special is is uh, is just is bliss. So so uh, regarding the movies. Just a, just a quick rundown of the five. These are actually in alphabetical order and not necessarily in any, you know, particular uh, ranking for me. I was just trying to, I literally had just a really hard time <laughs> trying to pick, <laughs> trying to pick the five. Uh, so uh, first up is, is uh, Die Hard. I know that a lot of people, I mean, I think it's, 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 it's a bit of a humorous dialogue. Uh, people have thinking about Die Hard as a Christmas movie. You know, this is that 1988 action film with with Bruce Willis. Really, the only thing that's Christmassy about it is that it it takes place during a Christmas part, a corporate Christmas party. <laughs> so, uh, but um, Bruce Willis is he's an NYPD police officer and. Uh, he, you know, he plays John, John McClane is his character name. And, uh, he, he comes to, to, uh, Los Angeles to try to make amends with his, with his estranged wife. And, and, uh, it turns out that, that, uh, the building that his wife works in is getting, uh, taken over by German terrorists. So, I guess you know they're trying to take people hostage. Was and uh, anyway, um, it's just it's it is such a kick. Alan Rickman plays the villain Hans Gruber, and he's just brilliant. Bonnie Bedelia plays plays uh, the wife of of John McClane, you know, slash Bruce Willis, and it's it is it's directed by John McTiernan. It's just an absolutely terrific action film. And it just that just happens to be set at Christmas time. So I'm calling it a Christmas movie just because again I was just grateful to find a movie that I liked <laughs> that a lot of people consider consider a Christmas movie. So um, next next up on 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 the list is Elf. So Elf was from is the comedy from 2003, starring Will 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 Ferrell. As a little human, Will Ferrell plays a, a man, Buddy, and uh, the origin story of it is that he uh, he's an orphan, and at the or when Santa came to the orphanage one year, I guess when he was when Buddy was very young, you know, but he was he's crawling, he's a baby, uh, he crawled into the bat the toy bag, and ended up at the North Pole, and so the elves raised him. And so, but, but he always feels, he always feels out of place. Um, but, uh, when he finally learns the, learns the truth that, you know, he, he came from, he came from this orphanage and whatnot, he wants to go find his, his biological father. And it, you know, Elf is funny. I, I think it's, it, uh, it, it, it it, it it kind of slows down for me a little bit in the third act and I get a little I get a little uh weary of it but Will Ferrell is, is so funny in this role and it's got such a great cast there's Bob Newhart and James Caan and Mary Steenburgen and 
and uh you know and it's heartwarming and all the stuff that uh uh you know a quote unquote holiday movie is supposed to be but it's also got a bit of an edge um Zoe Deschanel's in it too she's cool and and uh it it um it's you know highly quotable a lot of really funny gags um directed by John Favreau too so that's cool but uh elf 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 is you know is pretty is is pretty fun maybe not necessarily like my favorite favorite or, be, or best one ever but 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 definitely one that you know I can tolerate, <laughs> that I, you know that I like, uh, and I'm sounding like Scrooge here. Uh, sorry, thanks for putting up with it. So uh, next up is actually one that I watched recently, uh, and it's called uh, Klaus or Klaus, uh, K L A U S. It's it's an animated uh, film that's that's on Netflix. Uh, it was made for Netflix, and uh really really an interesting uh, animated film it's uh directed by um Sergio Pablos and Carlo Martinez Lopez and uh it's it's a uh, kind of an interesting like it's almost like a Santa origin story uh or or just one 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 look at it one one take on it um this ta- there's this town gets a new uh, a new postman, and uh, this postman is going to this this little town begrudgingly, uh, and this town is messed up. They've got all sorts of they've got a big family feud going on. It's like the Hatfields and the McCoys kind of deal. But then the postman meets this lonely toy maker, and uh, he ends up convincing the children the post the postman convinces the children of the town that if they send a letter to this to this toy maker that he'll uh I'm not doing a great job explaining this but this toy maker will like will make a toy for them and then also the postman starts telling the kids that the only way that they'll get a toy is if they're not if they're nice and not naughty you know to try to mo- modify the behavior so, so the kids' behavior starts improving, you know, particularly the, I mean, these kids that are part of these feuding families, and so it lifts up the town, you know, lifts up the town. But also, uh, th- uh, we learn some stuff about this toy maker that, uh, you know, he's he's had a bit of a tragic past. But it, you know, this this everybody everybody turns around. So really interesting character arcs. For you know the postman and for for uh, the toy maker and then for all the stuff that's going on with the town and I, you know so so I guess very compelling story for me. I thought the story was very interesting and I love the animation style. It it uh, it's done you know clearly with computers, but but uh, there's just a real lot of artistry to it. Really interesting character designs and 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 you know, unique backgrounds. And I, I was really quite taken with it. So if you haven't, haven't watched Claus yet on Netflix, uh, I say, um, definitely, definitely check it out and please forgive my terrible (laughs) description of it. Okay. Next one is, 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 is a totally random, random one, but, but, uh, I'm throwing it out there. 
Uh, it's a 1994 film called Mixed Nuts. Now, Mixed Nuts was was written and directed by Nora Ephron, who you know is terrific. Uh, this film, I had never heard of it, and some of my good friends, it's like their family. It's their family Christmas movie. It's their go-to film, and and so they they had me over last year, and I and I watched this for the first time, and just thought it was an absolute kick. It's it stars Steve Martin and Madeline Kahn, and hello, what's not to like about that? But they play. Um, it's it's really just like the events over over a twenty four hour period at a place that runs a crisis hotline so you know people that are going through a, a crisis can call this line and, and hopefully get some some assistance or some comfort and and uh, I'd say that actually it's a bit of a, of a black comedy because it uh, you know it's twisted uh, but funny again. Set at set at Christmas time. It's actually Christmas in Southern California, so no snow. But uh, still weird enough, but funny enough that that it might be worth worth checking out. Uh, I think you know there you can. I think it's available to rent uh, on Amazon Prime Video, uh, or or um, you know. You can look and see if it, I think it's available also uh, to rent like on Apple iTunes. So so uh, <laughs> mixed nuts <laughs> might be something worth worth checking out if you want to see, see something uh, different and weird for for uh, for the holiday. Um, the last one that I picked was was the uh, stop-motion animation film The Nightmare Before Christmas. So, again, a bit of a twisted choice. But but I think this is really... Uh, it's it's really a well-done film. I had the chance to see it on the big screen uh, not too long ago as well. I was actually for Halloween. Uh, I got invited to a, a, a private screening that, that Cinemark does. You know, the one of those that you you can like invite twenty friends to see it. So so again, we could socially distance and it felt safe, but it was just fun to see this on the big screen. It's you know, it's it, it's 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 uh, the creation of, of of the story is done by Tim Burton. In fact, the I think the official title of the film is Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, it's actually directed by Henry Selleck. Who who's who's a, a stop motion animation pro, but they that this is such an such an inventive film, such an interesting design. Uh, you know, leave it to Tim Burton to do this twisted hybrid of of the Halloween and Christmas holidays. But uh, I think that a lot of people, you know, view this as a, as as a, as a classic film. I think it's a beloved film. Uh, Again, in its own twisted way. <laughs> so, so uh, the nightmare before the nightmare before Christmas may is is the final entry on my quote unquote modern Christmas movie list. Well, that does it for this episode of the Movies Past and Present podcast. 
Again, links and more information about the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com. Subscribe to the Movies Past and Present podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Links are also on the blog. Also, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at MoviesPAP, as in past and present. As always, I hope you will enjoy some good movies this week, whether they be from the past or the present. Until next time, thanks for listening, and be safe out there. Thank you.